0: Ethiopia to thrive on Facebook. Now, I spoke to Moses Kemibaro, a tech analyst and the founder of a digital business agency. I began by asking him to give a sense of just how big of a concern online child safety is on the African continent.
1: It is huge, right? And I think for us, it's kind of that idea that in Africa, and this is something I see even in my work, where sometimes I think we're a bit naive in the way we use digital platforms. We presume that they're safe, we presume that the Purveyors of these platforms have built in all the controls and the protections. But as a parent of several young children, I can tell you for a fact that it is shocking sometimes when you see what the kids are able to see on platforms that say like YouTube and the likes. And if you don't police it or put in checks and measures, then you know, the reality is that there's risk that they'll be exposed to the wrong side of content. So I think, if anything, I think in North America they're probably more aware. or Europe for that matter. But I think in Africa, we are probably a bit more lenient or trusting that these platforms are actually safe. But I imagine, obviously, that there are legal obligations that social media platforms have to
0: adhere with in regards to online protection and safety and so forth. Why is it so difficult to see through
1: these obligations? I think it's one of those facts of the big tech players in the world today seemingly having too much power. Right. There really are no guardrails in terms of how they operate at times. You know, it's one thing for Mark Zuckerberg to apologize to the Senate today and the parents who had children who are affected and some who even killed themselves. But the reality is that they are controlling these platforms, right? And there is the opportunity to put in stronger measures and controls, including of course the moderation that is there with people. But again, we're in the area of AI, which gives you technology that can also automate some of these processes. They do have a responsibility and the ability to create the right controls and protections within these platforms. That is possible. The problem, in my opinion, is that these platforms reward content that generally drives engagement. Mm-hmm. And typically, content that drives engagement sometimes is of a questionable nature. And let's not even talk about the kind of content today you'd find in matters such as the Ukraine war, what's happening in Palestine, and so forth, but it rewards content that usually has uh, the kind of sort of controversial aspect or something that you know, seemingly people keep clicking on is the stuff that gets rewarded.
0: What sort of safety measures would you hope to see in the coming days that would convince you that enough is being done to protect children from harm
1: online? I think there are many things, such as, for instance, you can have age gates. You can actually maybe raise the age at which kids can get into these platforms. We can make sure that inherently within the platform that there's serious uh, controls using things like AI and machine learning, stronger moderation. But ultimately, they built the platform that means they can actually lock it up as well. But they are not incentivized because in many cases they're chasing the revenues they make from advertising and so forth, and that is driven by eyeballs. And ultimately, the younger they get them, the better. Like in many business, you need to get them young, get them early, so that progressively they stay on your platform, and the more they consume on your platform, the more that you can monetize it. That is the overriding agenda. Let me now focus you on that
0: apology by Mark Zuckerberg before that U.S. Senate hearing. What good does it do? And I'm also curious to hear from you. Do you think it opens matter up to lawsuits or class action suits by disgruntled
1: parents? Well, he walked into a room with parents who've even lost children, who've killed themselves because of the kind of stuff they're seeing on these platforms. All right. It is the politically correct thing for him to do, to say that there is a problem and he's sorry. But the reality is that he's the one running the ship. He's responsible for what gets on or not onto these platforms and what these young people can see. So, I think on one hand, he can say he's sorry, but he's known about these issues for over a decade more than that. So, the next steps I think is going to be could there be a potential for litigation? And class? I, I think it's there. I think it's not impossible. But the reality is that Mark is advised by various uh, people in his organization on how to handle these issues. And chances are there may not be significant litigation. But more importantly, the fact that he's sort of accepting that there's a problem I think is kind of a new milestone that we're seeing there. How difficult is it to get laws that can protect against current and future technologies? I think the problem is regulations and laws are always like a trailing indicator they're always playing catch-up the target is always moving so invariably they're always going to be two steps behind before the problem actually manifests itself and the reality is that in many instances these big tech operators will sort of lobby the relevant people in government and various arms to actually hold back some of the regulations that could limit their potential to grow and succeed. So reality is that big tech is big tech, they have incredible influence on government and other uh, actors in these cases, but ultimately they're trying to push the commercial agenda and maintain attention on their platforms, so that is their bread and butter.